Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, October 3rd. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, so for those of you who know me, you know that this week is basically a McConnell national holiday as it is OU Texas week. So I will get into that later, obviously, when we get into college football. But as always, let's start out with baseball with some home run news. Albert Pujols hit home run number 702 on Sunday against the Pirates, despite that being a loss. This was his 23rd home run of the season, and yes, it is his final season. There are just three games left, all against the Pirates for the Cardinals. As for Aaron Judge, he is still stuck at 61. All weekend, people stood when Judge got up to bat, and other sporting events were cut in by at-plate appearances where we were following Judge. However, it was not to be. Judge was walked five times. He was struck out five times in his 13 at-bats this weekend. The Yankees have four games left against the Rangers, including a doubleheader on Tuesday. So, obviously, there's not a lot of games left in the single digits for everybody, so that is because playoffs do begin on Friday with wildcard games. These will be a best of three series. So if you win the first two, you're done. And the winner goes to play the divisional champs, most likely. We know the teams in the American League, just not who will play whom. Those are the Blue Jays, the Mariners, the Rays, and the Guardians. The National League is not as straightforward. We know the Cardinals and the Padres have a wildcard bid. However, the Phillies and the Brewers are still up in the air for that final spot. And the Braves and the Mets are still in the running to see who gets a first round bye and who has to play in the wild card. So if the season ended today, it would be the Mets would play in the wild card. The Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros all have a first round bye. Also, the Padres are going to the playoffs for their first time since 2006. That also means that we are fully done besides the one that we're still deciding between on eliminated teams additional ones from last week are the Giants the Orioles the White Sox and the Twins moving along to a little bit of basketball news the Heat and guard Tyler Hero have come to a four-year contract extension for 130 million dollars that's 120 million guaranteed hero averaged 20.7 points last season alone and he was taken 13 in the draft now as another season ends the mlb another one begins the nba preseason games will be on tv this week so if you see basketball going on that's what's happening the Bucks and the Hawks are actually playing games in Abu Dhabi, and then other teams are playing foreign teams in exhibition matches. And there's actually this past week, the Suns lost to the Australian team called Adelaide at home. Super embarrassing. And the regular season won't begin until October 18th with the 76ers at the Celtics and the Lakers at the Warriors. All right, so it was a absolute insane weekend for college football as week five brought around 10 losses in the top 25. So going, trying to go in numerical order here. 
Number seven, Kentucky turned it over twice in the red zone, including in the final minute of the game when they were going to score the game-winning touchdown. And you just can't do that against number 15, Ole Miss. The Rebels hold on to win that game 22-19. to Number five, Clemson showed up against undefeated number 10 NC State to win by 10. The Clemson D was the MVP of this game, and now the Tigers are tied for the most ever home wins in ACC history. Number 15, Washington lost to undefeated but unranked UCLA on Friday night to start off this crazy week of upsets. UCLA will not be unranked anymore. Number nine, Oklahoma State looked to be a Big 12 contender this season after beating number 16, Baylor, 36 to 25. We'll see if Baylor stays in the Big 12 rankings. They definitely won't be in the top 25 as that is their second loss. In the game of maroon teams, because it makes it very confusing to watch sometimes, number 17 Texas A&M lost again to Mississippi State, who has simply had the Aggies number in recent years. They just always seem to win. Saturday was no exception, winning 42-24. to Number 18, Oklahoma got destroyed by TCU even before starting quarterback Dylan Gabriel went down and out of the game for concussion protocol. There was 37 points between the two teams scored in the first quarter alone. The Horn Frogs will definitely be ranked after this win as they handled the Sooners 55 to 24. Number two, Alabama had a scare with their Heisman quarterback, Bryce Young, going out of the game with a shoulder injury. That didn't seem to matter for the game, though, against the number 20 Arkansas Razorbacks. Bama beat Arkansas 49 to 26. Number 21, Minnesota had three turnovers to let a good Purdue team beat them 20 to 10 in a great defensive battle. Number 23, Florida State broke into the rankings last week for the first time in a while, but then had to play number 22, Wake Forest. The Demon Deacons beat the Seminoles by 10 in a nice bounce back after Clemson the week before. And then number 24, Pitt, went down to Georgia Tech in a head-scratcher of a game just six days after the Yellow Jackets fired their head coach. That one was just really, really weird. So that kind of wraps up the losses in the top 25. Other major headlines, though, is UConn got its first win versus an FBS team since October 26th of 2019, also its first home win since 2017. And FIU also got it done for the first time since 2019, doing so against an FBS team as well. Moving on to this week's rankings. So we do have a new number one after Georgia had quite a huge scare against a very, very bad Mizzou team. The Bulldogs trailed until about five minutes left in the game. So Alabama has retaken the top spot. We also have a lot of new teams ranked this week as well for the first time in the season. That includes UCLA for obvious reasons, TCU, same thing, Kansas, Syracuse, and yes, I promise this is the football top 25, not the basketball, Mississippi State, and LSU for the first time this season, meaning we had some teams drop out of the top 25, Oklahoma, Baylor, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Pitt have all fallen out. 
UCLA is off to a 5-0 start for the first time since 2013. That was literally when I graduated college. Even more impressive, Kansas is 5-0 for the first time since um, I graduated high school, so 2009. And they're ranked for the first time since October 18th of that same year. That is the longest top 25 ranking drought for a single Power 5 team. That streak is now snapped. Sticking with Kansas news, College Game Day is headed to Lawrence, Kansas for the first time ever for the matchup of number 19 Kansas versus number 17 TCU. Also, a little bit of football news continuing. Wisconsin has parted ways with their head coach, Paul Christ, after their loss to Illinois on Saturday, 34-10. to This is the fourth Power 5 coach to be let go, and it's only through week five. This is Nebraska, Arizona State, Georgia Tech are the other three. Those are the coaching spots up for grabs, again, only through week five, so it is absolutely crazy. Also, Wisconsin's head coach has not had a bad record there. It is a little bit um, suspected that he is like leaving the team to his predecessor. He did not name anybody as his predecessor, but it is guessed that his new defensive coordinator, who will now be interim head coach, will take over and might actually get the job as well. Moving on to the pro side, week four results, seven games were decided by a touchdown or less, and of those Five were decided by a field goal. Mahomes and the Chiefs took the W against their Super Bowl opponents in Tom Brady and the Bucks. They won by 10 points. The two great quarterbacks are now tied 3-3 to against each other. The Packers got the win in overtime with a field goal as time expired against the Patriots. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals got their win over his fellow Sooner Heisman quarterback, Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. The Bills won on a field goal after Ravens QB Lamar Jackson threw a late interception, giving them nice field position. The Jets scored late on this very close call. Again, the highlight is in the blog to beat the Steelers by four. The Seahawks also got a W over the Lions in a high scoring game for the NFL. That score was 48 to 45. The Saints had some serious heartbreak after the 61-yard field goal attempt did a double doink, as we call it, where it hit the crossbar and the side pole before bouncing out, and that would have been the game-tying field goal. So just a double doink heartbreaker. The only undefeated team left in the NFL is currently the Philadelphia Eagles. On the flip side of that, the only team without a win are the Houston Texans. Okay, so I know I brought up last week that Tua Tungavaloa's concussion and all of that when he went back into the game, all of that was back under investigation. Well, I have a follow-up. So Tua Tungavaloa did go out against in the game against the Bengals on Thursday. He went out with five minutes left in the first half after another hit to his head and possible concussion. So last week he hit his head, went out of the game, stumbling shortly before halftime, and then came back and started the second half. That was then being investigated, and clearly it was the right thing to do as one of the doctors who was acting as a consultant was actually fired. Now, concussion protocol is a five-step analysis that he has to be cleared to do a game on Thursday. 
And then he hit his head again on the ground and went into a fencing response. That is where your forearms become rigid because it's an involuntary response due to extreme head trauma. He also has just announced that he will not start this next game. So I'm sure this will not be the last we hear of all of this as concussions and safety around that is a hugely hot topic for the NFL. And this was clearly not handled very well. Also, speaking of scary health stuff, J.J. Watt told the media that he played on Sunday despite having a heart procedure on Thursday. He told us that he went into a trial fibrillation, which is an irregular and quick heartbeat. Then he got his heart shocked into rhythm and then was cleared to play. In an emotional press conference after the game, he talked about how many positive ultrasounds he's seen recently because his wife is pregnant with their first baby boy on the way. And that his was not positive, and so it was just kind of a weird feeling for him. In golf news this week, the Sanderson Farms Championship went to a two-hole playoff between Austrian Sepp Straka and Canadian Mackenzie Hughes. Although a lot of par saves were the reason he made it into the playoffs, Hughes drained an eight-foot putt for birdie to seal the victory. Hughes started the tournament with a 71, but followed that round with a killer 63 to take it to the weekend. Two South Africans also sat in third and fourth. The best finish by an American was sixth with Nick Hardy. This was only Hughes' second win on the PGA Tour and his first in quite some time as that other title came at the RSM Classic in 2016. He also won that tournament in a playoff with the same score of 17 under par. So we know I don't always cover soccer, but this is such a major headline that I would feel like a disservice if I wasn't actually coming to y'all with this news. Over 125 people were killed in a stadium stampede after a soccer game in Java, Indonesia. That game was between Amarima FC and Melang City. Visiting fans were not even allowed at the game due to the history of Indonesian soccer games turning violent. So the police ended up firing tear gas into the crowd to what they thought was going to help things, but it really just made things worse. People panicked and ran for the exits. And then that's when people started to really get hurt because they got trampled and suffocated and all of that. So that death toll is now up to 125. Two police officers are also among the dead. All Indonesian soccer games this week have been postponed. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So obviously end of the MLB regular season, the final game on normal cable channels will be Tuesday. The Phillies at the Astros at 710 on TBS. And then the postseason begins on Friday. We will have the American League and National League wildcard games game one. All of those are pretty much teams TBD at TBD and on channel TBD. We do know that the Guardians will be one of the teams of the four in the American League and the Cardinals will be one of the four in the National. So that's Friday. Then Saturday will be games two and then Sunday, if necessary, will be the third games. 
Moving on to NBA preseason. Tuesday, the Pistons will play at the Knicks at 6 on TNT. Pelicans at the Bulls at 8.30, also on TNT. And then Thursday, you can catch the Heat at the Nets at 6.30 on ESPN. And the Timberwolves at the Lakers at 9, also on ESPN. Week 6 for college football features some good matchups and even some that I'm going to mention that are not ranked versus ranked matchups for obvious reasons. Number 8, Tennessee will play at newly ranked 25 LSU. That will be at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Number 17, TCU will play at number 19, Kansas. Like I said earlier, that will be college game day. That will be at 11 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Number 11, Utah will have a nice true test and make UCLA really earn their ranking as they are newly ranked number 18. They will play at 2.30 on Fox. Washington State is just outside the rankings, so I went ahead and put this game in here as well. Versus number 6, USC. That they will play at 6.30 p.m. on Saturday night on Fox. And then Florida State just fell out of the rankings because they lost to a ranked Wake Forest team. They play at number 14 NC State at 7 on ACC Network. Also this week is OU Texas. This is the first time that either Oklahoma and Texas, both teams are not ranked since like 1999 or the first year basically Bob Stoops came to town. So... It's a very unusual game. I did not include it in my top games of the week, but it is a rivalry game. So I figured I would put it on the podcast as it, again, is a McConnell national holiday. In the NFL, Monday Night Football tonight will be the Rams at the 49ers at 7.15 on ESPN to wrap up week four. Thursday begins week five with the Colts at the Broncos at 7.15 on Prime. So let's see if Russell Wilson can figure things out. Then moving on to Sunday, we do have another game in London, England. The Giants at the Packers. That will be at 8.30 a.m. on NFL Network. Yes, this is the second week in a row. Different teams this time. Nine games will then be played at noon on either Fox or CBS. The Fox games are the Bears at the Vikings, the Lions at the Patriots, the Seahawks at the Saints, the Falcons at the Bucks. Then CBS games are the Steelers at the Bills, the Chargers at the Browns, the Dolphins at the Jets, the Titans at the Commanders, and the Texans at the Jaguars. At 3.05 on CBS, you can see the 49ers play at the Panthers. And then on Fox at 325 you either have the Cowboys at the Rams or the undefeated Eagles at the Cardinals Sunday night football will be the Bengals at the Ravens nice QB showdown there between Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson that will be at 720 on NBC and rounding out week five will be Monday night football Raiders at the Chiefs at 715 on ESPN for the week of golf, Thursday, we begin the PGA Tour Shriners Children's Open. That will be round one, and you can catch that at 4 p.m. on Golf Channel pretty much all weekend. On Friday, we do have a Live Tour event in Bangkok. Round one will be at 10.15 a.m. on livegolf.com or YouTube. I will say, I give a caveat here, I am not sure if 10.15 a.m. is the shotgun time is local or that time is actually Bangkok time the time difference is literally 12 hours so just subtract it if that's going to be local time subtract it it'll be 10 15 our time so Shriners round two will also be on Friday that will be at 4 p.m and again 
same times every day. Live Tour Bangkok round two on Saturday. Shriners at round three on Saturday at 10.15 and at four. And then final round of the Bangkok Live Tour event will be at 10.15 on Sunday. And the Shriners again round four and final round at four on Golf Channel. Hockey for preseason, we do have the Bruins at the Rangers at 6 p.m. on TNT on Wednesday night, followed by the Stars at the Avalanche at 8.30 on the same channel. Formula One will run one of its last couple of races of the season on Sunday. That will be the Honda Japanese GP, and that will be on at midnight at ESPN2. And then there's a bunch of soccer games because remember, we do have college women's, NCAA women's and NCAA men's going on, as well as a women's international friendly on Saturday between England and the United States. That will be on Fox Sports 1 at 1 a.m. And plenty of premier games for you to tune into. That wraps it up for me this week. It was an insane week of upsets in college football as well as OU Texas coming up this weekend. So I will be out enjoying the fall weather. Don't forget to tune in to see if Aaron Judge can get that elusive 60-second home run. That with preseason for NHL and NBA, there's plenty to watch, and I'll catch you all next week.